G'day legends and welcome back to another episode of the Second Again Racing Podcast. Well, gee whiz, second again, don't know about second again, it was first, first, first on the weekend. We were on an absolute <laughs> heater, the great men here. Hello Jacko, mate, how are you? Ned, what an absolute tear last week, mate. Far out. Ten winners on the card, and I'm sure we'll go through them and, and give the punters a bit of uh, a bit of juice on that. But, mate, just quickly, we're obviously over Zoom. The punters would have noticed already, the our law listeners that have just tuned in. The determination for us to get this podcast out each week, mate, is something that I love about you, I love about me, I love about the podcast, mate. Your missus just got home from overseas from a long trip. Instead of you whining and dining or, you know, I'll tuck you in the bed, love, and here's, here's a cup of tea. Here we are punching the podcast out for the punters, mate. They absolutely love it. I'm out at an event at Homebush for Tony Robbins. I'm sure some of our listeners would know who he is, and I've ducked off to make sure the punters get their fix, mate. So it's good to be here. Nah, the the uh, the commitment's second to none, um, but you could definitely say that. I think I'd be castrated if this goes for over an hour and a half though but if we, go, if we go through our winners from last weekend it, it will oh. go for over an hour and a half so yeah um, look should we kick off there should we go through last weekend well I mean, let's yeah let's let's do it let's just let's not go into every single one but let's at least remind the punters of the absolute avalanche that you know ensued last saturday i might we'll start at the valley okay we'll see how we go maybe maybe i might over here as well right on <laughs> Mooney Valley, Ned. First race, Fist of Fury, $4.40. Bang. <laughs> All the way to race six, Charmstone, Damien Lane aboard. Wide, no cover, didn't matter. She's too good. Bang. <laughs> Next race, race seven, Young Werther, $12, mate. Up the fence. The weight didn't matter. He was too good. He's gone back to back. Billy Egan, yes, please. Bang. <laughs> you cannot, can, we just, can we chat about that one really quickly you were yeah. bullish you were bullish absolutely and and i always speak about the weight net i know it's been a point of contention across this podcast and people can believe what they want but at the end of the day the only reason we got the price for young Werder was the weight there was absolutely no reason he was drawn well there was the jockey intent where egan had dropped off jimmy the bear to ride young Werder. All the intent was there, but you still get the price of $12. It was a no-brainer for me. So hopefully the punters came on and there was a few messages flying through. So well done to the boys that followed as well. A few seconds sprinkled throughout, Ned, but let's whip over to Rose Hill as well. We obviously cover the two tracks every week, as the punters know. And this is really where the avalanche started, mate. Race one as well. So we went bang, bang in the first at the Valley and Rose Hill. Bunker Hut, $4.40. Collar to board, mate. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> then we went... Then we had another little quiet spell, a few races, a couple of seconds with Grassless Styler, wow. uh, atmospheric rock run, runner place as well. How good are you? Nice shorty to sink our teeth in for Waterhouse and Bot. $1.90. Too good. Bang. Then we went five in a row, Ned, right? Five this, in a row. And not just... This is where it gets sickening because yeah. this was like, okay, we, we, we wet the whistle in the first. We wet the whistle. Both winners, both tracks. Mm. Yep. And then we went, oh, no, nah, need to go have lunch. So we had lunch yep. for an hour and a half. Then we were like, righto, it's time. Mm. Away, Jacko. Roll them now. Roll. Mate, after how good are you in the fifth? Straight into race six. Not just any old prices, not favourites, Ned. Sunshine in Paris, $9, $10 earlier during the week when she was pushed. Mate, Annabelle Nisham, too good first up. Now got a slot in the Everest. Bang. 
straight into NCAP. Brett Prebble aboard, $4.40 was a bigger price again on the Thursday when we tipped him. Mate, too good again. Bang. Cylinder. And I've got one phrase for you, Ned. I know this was a favourite. I know it was short and it was a checkered passage through the field. Mate, I've got one thing for you. Back Nash, count the cash. Bang. Straight into another horse that was close to double digits and was double digits during the week. Golden Mile. Couple of excuses, first and second up. Let's just wank each other off here, Ned, because this is something that we found during the week. We always had time for this horse, and I think we've completely worked him out. At $10, mate, we've just gone bang again. And let's not forget the best Western at $4.40, a little bit wider. Chris Parnham, Searching Rocks, much too good. Thanks for coming, $4.40. Stop the fight. It's all over. You can't compete with this. We, we've 20 races, 21 races. We've given you 10. Look, what do you want? <laughs> it's unbelievable. Anyway, the it's best free, one. Ned. It's free as well. We don't want anything from the punters. We don't charge them. We just ask guys, listen in, give us a follow, tell your mates, spread the word. That's all we ask. It's the most humbling sport and side occupation on the planet, however. So we've had to make mm. sure... We didn't rest in our laurels this week and we've actually gone and mm. done some research and done some form leading into this week. We're, we're building a nice little fence here though because we're two weeks, through, nearly three weeks, I reckon, on the trot where we've gone really well. Let's go for mm. four. Let's see what we can do and go again. So we're obviously going to cover... Oh, actually, before we go ahead, we do need to chat about a horse that's come over from New Zealand and just, my God, how was that performance mm. down, uh, down in Melbourne? Oh, that was absolutely ominous. And she's obviously already a group one winner on Australian soil, but the way she clicked up, and I know a lot of made a lot was made of Craig Williams' ride, and there's been a lot of uh, backwash off the back of that. But like Mick D just tagged Giga Kick everywhere he went and just went outside with Imperatrice and just went whooshka. I don't think it would have mattered what run in transit Giga Kick would have got. Imperatrice was just busting a win that day, and she was far too good for them. There's... If you're not following the racing world, you, you you might not even have to be following the racing world to hear the crap that's gone on this week towards Big Craigie. Um, mm. They're essentially sacking him. That's it. They've, they've said, you're never riding this horse again, which is, mm. is it an overreaction? In my opinion, it is. Um, I don't think he went out there to try and run ridiculous sections and flog the horse and ruin its prep. Nor do I think it would beat Imperatrice over a thousand meters there anyway. I think it ran a mm. th- 33.21 or 34.21 for that last 600, which is just quick. It's quick. Yeah, and wide and and had to do the work to get up to them, obviously, off the back of a fast speed. I think people sometimes get lost in that last four to 600, but the work that he had to do to catch up to those breakaway leaders in the process was really where the gut buster came in because there was never a section in the entire race where the horse got any breathers. So we'll see what that means for the rest of his prep. It was a very solid win, though, from the winner. I think two or three lengths to beat those sort of horses. you got to be going okay. Yeah. So interested to see. Obviously, Everest would be beckoning for Imperatrice. You'd have to have. I heard, Ned, and, and I, I may be off the ball here, but I heard that they'd already been offered and knocked it back. I don't know why you would knock it back, but this is this is what I'm hearing. So you'd um, think that it's already, well, I don't know. You'd think that it's already been locked in, wouldn't you? That's rogue to me. Um. Anyway. Whatever. I wish I owned it and I would have accepted it. Poor horse. Each their own. Could have made 15 million. Um, what do you reckon? What do you say? Should we go through the fields? 
let's do it, mate. Let's rock and roll. But before you do, I've got some good news for you, mate. Good for Railtree. We're back at headquarters. Caulfield and Mooney Valley have had a nice uh, couple of weeks to give this, this track a rest. It should play absolutely primed and even across the track, as we know headquarters does. No excuses for the punters. Should be extremely green grass. I'm looking forward to having a look. Um, race six to nine, we're going to cover at both meetings. We're going to kick it off at Flemington. 1,100 metres is the first race. We've got Skirt the Law, top of the market from gate 23. My hat, that's just about in the grandstand, 390. <laughs> Esriella is $6. Stretton Angel, $7.50. Appen Girl is there at 10. Steel City, 11s. Cigar Flick, down from Sydney, $15. Saltaire, 16s with She's All Shenanigans, $17 with Sicilian. Fragile Love, 20 bucks. Sheva is 27. Jubenico is 46. Tis Enough, 51s. Muesha, 71s. And then there's a couple there. I'm not going to go on because there's heaps more. Mountains. Mountains and mountains. Ned. And, and mountains of speed on as well here with Tis Enough drawn wide to go forward with Sicilian She's All uh, Shenanigans and Skirt the Law can come, come across and get a bit of cover as well. You mentioned being drawn out to the car park, Ned. They're obviously going up the straight. So it's less of a factor being close to the fence unless that's the lane you want to be. And we will work it out by this stage. I think the biggest factor, especially for these races, is what sort of winds are you coming into? Is it crosswinds across the straight? Do you need to be getting cover? Is there a tailwind where it's an advantage to be up on speed? These are the things that we need to look at for these sorts of races. I thought it was worth starting on the favourite, Ned. Ryan Maloney's come over to, to ride skirt the law, and Tony Gollum wouldn't be taking it to Flemington without good intent. She gave Charmstone a real good scare first up. Charmstone's obviously gone on again to win comprehensively, the form reads really well. I know this is an open event and a lot of horses are bunched in terms of times and figures wise, but I'm just leaning skirt the law's way in this race, just based off what Charmstone did on the weekend. I just think it's good form. Really gave her a good scare last time. And Maloney probably didn't get the run that he wanted having to lose that length, length and a half momentum shifting through the field. So I was happy with her. And I am going to save on Cigar Flick, who I think deserves another chance. She was just ridden upside down um, over in Sydney. That was over 1200, but she was on the speed and, compounded and probably was entitled to late in what was a pretty hot field with Tis Invincible coming out winning and Komachi a few of these runners. I think she deserves another chance and you're getting $15 to find out back to the 1100. So I think it's an advantage. And again, it's the placement of Walla. So that's the saver for me. Speaking of Cigar Flick, it's my tip for the race. I think $15 is probably over the odds, to be honest, in this field. And we always love when the horses come down from Sydney. They bring that really nice form from up there and they come down to Melbourne. I also like gate 14. You have a look at a little bit of the speed around. Skirt the law 23, probably be on pace. Uh, I don't know where they're going to get on Stretton Angel. It's drawn 24, another really good hope. She's all shenanigans. Yeah. Looks like it'll be on speed. It'll be 12. And then Sicilian, who will be on speed, is 15. So I think we're going to tuck in behind the speed and get a pretty good truck into it. Mm-hmm. Thought the showing on the weekend went behind Tiz Invincible I think it was better than a fifth on paper as well. Like I thought it took a little bit to get into her work. Just as you mentioned, probably a little bit of strange um, racing pattern for Cigar Flick as well. Big field, bit of pace on. I see it definitely running a place to be perfectly honest. Yeah, I think she's going to improve out of sight back to the 1100 and finding a bit of cover up the straight. Race 7, 1600. It's the race that needs really no introduction. Maccabi Diva Stakes. We know what sort of mare she was, and there's definitely some talented horses in this field. Short, but probably warranted. Mr. Brightside, $1.85, top of the market. Look, (laughs) number one, gate two, four in a row. Things are 
going pretty well for this fucking horse, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. He's the talk oh, of the town, isn't he? He really is. He's one of those. Well, we'll get to him. We'll get to him. Alligator Blood, four dollars. Princess Grace is four eighty. Osipenko's there at thirteens. Aegon twenty threes. Francesco Guardi is thirty fours, and Spanish Mission sixty seven. Give us the speed. Alligator blood. Alligator blood to roll forward, Ned, um, from that middle barrier. Spanish mission is first up. I don't know if they'll inject speed. Princess Grace has landed near the speed, but she's drawn inside barriers on both occasions, first and second up. So now drawing seven of seven, they'll need to step well. Otherwise, they don't want to be caught wide in what's probably going to be a, a slow speed and a tactical affair. I'll let you touch on Mr. Brightside, Ned. I'm obviously paying him a ton of respect just based on the way he's going. He's clearly at the peak of his powers and, and warrants a ton of respect. I just think a recipe for success is Waterhouse going forward, alligator blood on a good track. There's no pressure at all on him here. Oliver can just come across, find the fence. He's He excels at the track and trip. He's three starts for two wins in a second. And I just think there's a lot of boxes ticks for him. Anabisto just served it up to him first up in the Memzi. And he was entitled to compound late, but really stuck on well. and was only beaten less than a length in the end by Mr. Brightside. Who had the fitness edge on him last time? They're letting us on again at $4, and I'm happy to back up. I like finding this horse at the mile when he gets a soft lead, and I think that's the setup here. I, again, I'm paying Mr. Brightside a ton of respect. I also think Osipenko and Princess Grace are also chances, but I think the only real bet for me here is Alligator Blood, considering how skinny Brightside is in the market. The, the price is certainly nothing to be chasing, but I just think he's probably the winner, in my opinion. Um, look, can't do much wrong. We've won four in a row. And I think the weight for age factor probably is even a bigger tick for me across 1,600 for him. I think Alligator Blood's the other weight for age horse in the race. I don't know if any of the others really are weight for age milers. think Princess yeah. Grace has ability, but I just don't know about weight for age yet against these two sort of bigger, you know, really well-found horses. So, look... I love the alligator, but I feel like since that bet that I had on it, I've just, something's turned me off. I've just had it. So I'm with Brightside. Can't do a lot wrong. Okay. Step, stepping to 1,600. If he did what he did two weeks back over 1,400, it's telling me he's ready. He, he's 1,600 is just, just about his pet trip. I reckon he loves his 1,600. Yep. So yep. Yep. should be a beauty. Absolute beauty. He's just going to camp off right? um, uh, Alligator Blood, isn't he? And just follow him everywhere he goes. He'll only be one pair back. It'd be awesome to watch them coming up the straight. For sure. Maybe Shades of Thunderstruck and Alligator Blood from their 1,600 metre battles. Hopefully rolls reverse for me, mate. 1,400, the let's elope. And guess what, mate? One of your absolute favourite little fillies <laughs> and mares has come over and plonked herself in a very tight Here we, tight here we go. Yeah. Here we go. School. She's here. She's ready. She has drawn gate 15 over 1400 and she's $1.80. She can't draw a gate, can she? She's drew 14 nah, nah. in those big races at Ascot. And yeah. Yeah. Doesn't seem to worry her too much. See you in heaven. Nine. Mm. Wrote to Ataki is $10. Caste is 11. Foxy Fritter, $13. Torjean is 17. Papillon Club, $21. Brighter Jenny's also there on the same line. Life Lessons, 26. Elusive Express, $46. Shuffle Dancers, 67 with Papali. Sparkle, 71. And El Patroness, gee whiz, 151. Good speed engaged here, Ned. Sparkle to roll forward from the inside. We also know that Pride of Jenny just injects speed in every race that she's in. Papillon Club can come across as well with Torrigine is drawn towards the middle. 
they're probably going to be the first three or four in running. I think Life Lessons and El Patroness can both settle uh, a little closer as well. You touched on this horse, Ned. Amelia's Jewel, she's top of the market. She's well found, I know. This is purely on class, right? We don't even know if she's turned up and is absolutely wound up for this first up assignment. What's that mare's race on Derby Day, Ned? Is it the uh, Empire Rose? Yeah, the Empire Rose. I, Meyer Classic. If, if they don't beat her in this, just give her that race now. Just just give give them the prize money. Let's not even worry about the race. Let's run for second and third. Just save her legs, right? Because she will win that race with a leg in the air if they can't beat her this week. I know she's a dollar eighty. My main concern is she's fourteen hundred meters first up, and she's never resumed over anything longer than twelve hundred. I do feel like there's a bit of vulnerability there. I'm not too concerned with the gate because the best in the country is booked. It's Damian Lane. We know that he's going to give her every chance. And it may not be a disadvantage by race eight at Flemington on the weekend to be three wide swinging with cover. She could just get get, get that elastic band and just swoop on them um, over the last 400 metres. She's easily got inside the top three best 600 metre splits of any horse in the country, including Brightside, including I Wish I Win. I'm glad that the punters now get to see her on the big stage and see what I've been fucking banging on about for two years. And I will be backing her, but I'm not saying she's best on the card. Just at the prices, just at 1,400 metres first up, I'll have her on side, but I'm not going to be chips in. The two horses, I think, and the market's identified both of them. The two horses, I think, are the clear dangers. A road to Harataki, who was really good first up in the better debtor race and was uh, charging through the line. She had the fourth best last 400 of the meeting. Over 1,200, now steps up to 1,400. She's going to be advantage second up with Zara booked. And the other horse that's coming across from Adelaide, See You in Heaven, has a bit of talent about it and... They don't bring this horse across without good meaning. It's obviously one of Sand Down Guineas in the past and also deserves respect. Mate, it's exciting to see a horse that you've given such a rap to over time come over here to the big stage. So I'm looking forward to it and I'm sure you are as well. I think $1.80 seems short, but when I look at the rest of the field, I don't see one beating her as well. So Mm. I'm happy to have a play with not a lot of confidence there. And I thought, thought wrote to Ataki, second up, up to 1,400 metres now, which appears to be the right trip for this horse, probably be the other play for me around that $10 mark. Absolutely. Race nine, the Bobby Lewis quality, and there is plenty of quality in this field as well. Um, obviously, we've got Benedetta, top of the market, $2.35. Star Patrol's there first up, five fifty. King of Sparta, $6. Najim Suali is $8.00. It's our time, eight fifty. Charter House is sixteen dollars. Mince Moment twenty seven. Star Tontes thirty five. Zutori forty ones. La Donces Rouge forty six. And Snapper is sixty seven bucks. Najim Sahel was a good winner two weeks back at the Valley. Obviously, an on pace bias day, and definitely took advantage. But warrants respect here. Snapper goes forward to sit on its outside, and La Donces Rouge potentially Star Patrol can sit a little bit closer from that gate. But being first up, they may just take medicine and roll back. I'm with King of Sparta here, Ned. I always love to back this horse on a dry track. He's he's really dropping in class here. I know he's first up and there's a few horses on the up, including the favourite Benedetta, which I'm sure you'll cover. I just like the way this horse is going to set up on a dry deck first up. The second trial was very, very good. Coming out of a hot trial with Private Eye um, in second, there was Lost and Running in behind and Alcohol Free, who are all exceptional horses on their day. So there's good trial form coming through and obviously in that nature strip trial first up. I think he's ready to go first up again, dry deck, and we get the price of six fifty. I know you have to contend with the weight, and he is giving a bit of weight to his main rivals here. 
but he's going to follow Benedetta and potentially start patrol everywhere in this race, find their back, get a bit of cover and peel off at the right time. And hopefully Blake Shin can just get him through the line. And I think he's going to be very competitive and very hard to beat. You know how much of a fan I am of Benedetta, but we speak about these horses where it's about trying to find the point where they are under the odds and probably mm. at something where they've probably got to overachieve. I think we might've found her race $2.30 okay. in this sort of field. I'm just not sure. I'm not sure because we got, we got class here. Like there's class that bats really, really deep as well. Like start taunts, Zutori, they're very good horses on their day. And we know what Zutori can even do up yep. the straight. So I'm steering clear of the 2.30 and I'm probably going to have egg on my face because I've, I've been with the girl the whole way, but at least it's $2.30. It's not 10 bucks. And you've, eight bucks. you've made your cash. You've made your cash off her as well. It's not as if you're chasing something. You already got the price about her a couple of weeks back. So you're not chasing anything. I think Star Patrol is the one. 55, 54 and a half kilos. I know you like King of Sparta, but the weight did deter me. Although you don't give a flying fuck about the weight. <laughs> I do. I do. Um, I think five kilo swing is quite hefty. First up, got a really nice first up, first up record. And we know what this horse can do at the Flemington Straight. Four starts for two wins and a second down here. So I thought Star yeah. Patrol would be really, really effective first up, to be honest, in this race. And I'm going to take the 550. Gonna flip over now, but before we do, when we flip to Ramwick, we cannot forget. We cannot forget. We got to get better at this. Ramwick, right? Stay with me, punters, because similar to in the past, it doesn't have to not happen often. But the rails in different positions at different meter points, so it's plus seven to the thousand meters, and from the thousand meters to the post to the finishing post, it's plus four. So it comes in that three meters. So a bit of fresh ground potentially on that uh, on that rail and. Rail out normally tends to favour the on-speeders, especially on a good track. So we'll wait to see how that plays out over the weekend. Good what four that, as well, I should say. Fine in hot weather and expect an upgrade potentially to good three. What does that do? So it comes in three metres. That's got to help the leader. Well, that's that's my thought process, especially on a firm deck where that ground is more than likely still going to be fresh ground after moving that that rail out. Maybe towards the back end of the day, they're starting to get off into those wider lanes. But... I definitely think this Saturday, I want to keep the on-pace runners on side. We're going to go races six to nine here as well. Um, quality absolutely everywhere. And we kick it off in race six. It's 1,400. It's the T-Rose. A couple of very informed little girls here as well. So we've got Tiz Invincible, $3.50. Kamachi, $3.90. Tropical Squall is $5.50. Autumn Ballet is 10 bucks for Gay and Adrian. Mumbai Muse, 18 bucks. Zardozzi, 20s with Unique Ambition and Summer Loving. Platinum Jubilee, third up, 26 bucks. August Bloom's also there. Tuta La Vita, $31. French Endeavor, 35s. Miss Jolene, 46. Private Legacy, Captain Amelia, and Nantucket Island are all triple figures. Tropical Squall goes forward from the outside barrier. Nantucket Island goes with that cricket score odds. Platinum Jubilee can come across and be thereabouts. And I think that Tis Invincible and Mumbai Muse can both settle a little closer up to the 1400 now um, and both drawn those inside barriers. So they're actually my two bets, Ned. I don't think Tis Invincible has done anything wrong. She just continues to raise the bar for Mara Eustace. I concede that J-Mac gave her run of the race last time. He got her off the fence at the perfect time, followed the right horses into the race and just gave the kick at the perfect time. Now it gets Lloyd, but we know the confidence that this jockey is currently operating at he's just flying at the moment he's he's just got supreme confidence in his abilities so 
I'm happy to back up with her, obviously being Kirimara and Eustace, and we speak about them over and over. In a condensed field in terms of quality, none of these horses have broken benchmark times-wise. So you'd be looking to see some improvement through them. She's invincible on top, and I'm still going to give some respect to my mate Mumbai Muse. She's still only had the four starts in her career. She's just had the inside barriers, and I don't know if that's really her go is, is you know running in between horses and being stuck on the fence. I know she's drawn inside again, but she can potentially be one off this week and maybe sit on Tiz Invincible's outside. She maps really well. Brett, Pre Brett Preble sticks, and we're still getting close to $20 to find out if she's up to this level. I know she's still a maiden, but she's only had the four starts, and she's improved each one of them. So I'm happy to, to pay her some level of respect to that $18 quote. I thought Kamochi was a really good bet here, to be honest. I thought stepping up to 1,400, I thought the run in the Furious was really good, but crying out for 1,400. Um, to the line, I thought, was hitting the line harder than Tis Invincible was, although the race was probably wrapped up. I think Tis Invincible has more of a a potting along look to me, and I feel like Kamochi really sort of starting to peak um, in its preparation. So I just thought of the two around the similar price, I'm going to go with Kamachi, especially that 1400 meter factor. I just thought Tiz Invincible might have been just peaking towards the end of 1200, whereas I thought Kamachi had a little bit more under the belt. And Collet sticks, obviously, so definite positive there. Moving on, we go to race number seven. And look, this is the seven stakes, and it's over 1600 meters. And boy, have they put a field together here. Fang, mm. obviously, after a fantastic first up win, um, was that in the Winx stakes from memory, $2.70? Yep. Yeah, she was too good for them. Just far too good that day. And look, 350 into 270 straight away here for Waller. Obviously, McAvoy aboard this time around. So $2.70. Zaki's there, $3.90. Think it over $5.50. Pericles is there, $8.50. Hinged, $15. Oh, you're not hinged. Huyar Mal, $19. Zarek is $27. My Oberon, $31. Going, going global, $35 with Fireburn. Arapaho 51s and Diamil 150s before you go. Yes, just as much my mate as yours. <laughs> exactly right. There was only one of us pushing her when she ran the best fourth you've ever seen two weeks she back is, again. So he's the definite yeah. fourth. She's just, she, she'll run fourth again here. Make no mistake about it. So you've got to have her in the exotics. Um, Zaki goes forward, Ned, with Pericles. I think they're the two that'll pair off and control this. Our mate Hinge can also go forward, inject a bit of speed. Arapaho obviously looking for further, but has settled on speed notoriously. So can also go forward. Think it over, I think, is the one that maps really, really well. He's obviously third up now up to the mile. And I mentioned at the top of the podcast, Ned, you back Nash and count the cash. It's pretty simple. He's he's the best in Sydney at the moment. I know Damien Lane's over in, in Melbourne, and I probably can't split the two, but I'm happy to have one each track and just count my cash every week. That's what we do with Nash. He's just a freak jock. This horse is ready now, third up. I thought the market found him far too tight first and second up coming off that massive break. And I was a little bit perplexed by that, but he's been really strong through the line on both accounts. And now he's third up, up to the mile, got that fitness on his side. I'm backing him now. And what are we getting? $6 close to Ned this week? Six bucks. Five fifty, six bucks. I think that's acceptable now. Whereas you were looking at $3 and shorter, the other two starts in similar companies. So I'm happy to back up here. And obviously fangirl, you mentioned the the loss of J-Mac with now McAvoy on board. She's also drawn out wide, which does mean she's going to concede a pretty big start to most of her main rivals. So it's going to take a special effort, but you remove Fang, uh, Animo from Fangirl's career and look at what she's done up to this date. So I think she's clearly the best mare we've got in the country and could just be too good for them. 
think think it overs at a backable price now. I think we were both a little bit deterred by how short he was a couple of weeks back in another quality field, but I think he's at a backable price for sure. I'm going with Zaki. I'm going to have a play. Um, I think $4. I thought it was actually a really, really good on-pace effort first up behind a couple of quick ones in Fangirl and the like. Yeah. Seth Grace as well is obviously going on with it as well. I just think now to 1,600 metres, probably going to be second, I would have thought. It'll be up there probably controlling with Pericles, as you mentioned. Yep. It doesn't appear to me like much other speed. Like, I just don't... I think if he's 90%, 85% to where I think he probably will be, I, I see him holding on here. So $4 for me is a bit of a play. Yeah, no no one's ever said, why, why would you back Zaki? What kind of bet is I've never heard anyone say, oh, you can't back Zaki. He's just, he's thereabouts, puts himself in the race, pretty much always runs top three. You cannot knock him. Race eight, it's 1,100 metres. It's the Toyota Forklifts shorts and gee whiz, this race bats about as deep as anything as deep as the ocean jackson mm. in secrets top of the market 290 can you believe they keep fronting up to 1100 meters and a thousand meters with it it's interesting yeah Obviously. they're just looking for the flashing light aren't they to get her that slot in the everest because everybody loves a flashing light and they instantly lock her in so if you chasing a slot in this race interesting overpass is five dollars fifty buenos noches is eight dollars remark eight fifty Five dollars, uh, sorry, ten dollars for private eye. Hawaii five o is back. Eleven dollars. Lost and runnings there on the same line. Mazu sixteen bucks. Ruthless Dame twenties. Ethelric's fifty ones. Rocketing by seventies and Casino Lord bottoms out at three million four hundred and seventy five thousand to one. You mentioned this is a a really hot field, Ned, but the map is a little bit messy. I think Ethelric comes across from twelve and you know pulls a bit of pressure on overpass on the inside. Remark we saw settle on top of the speed in his first up win over a thousand. He traveled wide and didn't concern Zach Lloyd at any point in the run. He's now drawn to effect at two. So he can probably just sit off their backs. Lost and running in Mazu can also come across as well. Another horse that's shown a bit of speed is Hawaii 5 But a few of these not natural leaders and probably going to be looking around for who's got the intent and who's really going to ping the lens over the first, say, 100 to 150 meters. Ned, I talk about not letting horses go and forgiving them for a couple of bad runs or an interrupted prep or what have you, I have to back up on private eye. I do it all the time. I, I follow the horses. Like one last week was Young Werther at 12s, and now you get a similar story for private eye 10s here. His trial behind King of Sparta was enormous the last 100 to 150 metres, just cruised through the line and was in front of him by about three or four lengths, 100 metres past them. So really, really encouraging from that instance. And you look back to the last prep, he was enormous first up in that new market. I know it reads fourth, but he was an absolute gut buster going up the straight where a few of his rivals had race fitness on their side, but he was still rock solid back on the fence and then ran into that bulk heavy track in the TJ, which probably ended his prep, went up to Queensland, didn't get the job done. They're freshening him up, two good trials and look who's booked. Back Nash, count the cash, gentlemen. Oh, it's that simple. There's no other, there's no kicker. There's that, like Nash, Nash will give him every chance from that middle barrier. He'll follow the right horses, you know, lost and running Marzu's into the race and peel off at the right time. Obviously concede that he needs to bounce back from last prep. And I also concede that in secret, who I will be following up on and, and making something off the race if she does win, I can see that she's destined to be a top three or four sprinter in, in the country. And she's long been destined for that, um, you know, that fate. So I'm happy to back up on her as well. But Private Eye is going to be my main bet at $10. Like it, mate. 
going to have something on Lost and Running first up. I think got caught in a couple of bog-heavy tracks last preparation. I think ran sixth and absolutely nowhere. Was really well found, and they really liked his chances in both of those races, to be fair. Comes here first up, $12. Going to get potentially a good four, good three maybe as well. Got a really nice first up, first up record of like five or six runs for a few wins. Going to have something on at $12. Just when there's a few question marks around, in secret, I don't think it's a 1100 meter horse. I think it's a dead set 1200 meter horse and needs to be wound up. Hawaii 5 to this sort of level with 56 kilos. First up, big question. Private eye, big question. I think Remarks a dead set, dead set 1000 meter horse. Is Buenos Noches up to this level yet? I just, mm. I'm going to go with Lost and Running here at the price and first up record back to dry ground. Yeah. Points. Yeah, proven first up performer and one of the main kickers as well is obviously still chasing a slot. So there's definite intent there. 1400 is the final race we're going to cover in Sydney. It's the Bill Ritchie handicap. And look, we got the talented Alentia, top of the market, $3 after a little bit of a shaky one running fifth last start. A bit more of a we'll get into that. $3. Converge 370. Tamerlane is $9. Redina. Redina. Good on you, Redina. $10. Barbie's Fox's 11s, political debate 16s. The fortune tellers there on the same line with Cuban Royale at 20s. Irish Songs is there. Wild Planet, $34. My Whisper, 41s times Square, 41s. And Arameo, $81. Tamerlane to go forward from the middle barrier, inject some speed. Redina and Cuban Royale are going to be the other two not too far away. The fortune teller, and I think Olencia can also settle a bit closer this time as well. Um, staying at the 1400. She's third up now and going to be a lot fitter from that last run. Let's touch on that last run, Ned. If anyone sees McAvoy aboard and read into this what you will, McAvoy aboard, the horse has backed off the map. I think it was into 250 or something in the end off 350, 360 earlier in the day. And you see the horse three wide and near last, you know what's happening. It's a bookies ride. We like we plain and simple, we know what happens. Um, unfortunately, we tipped then back that day, but I'm coming back to get my collect on Alencia. I think she's too good for them here. Even after that absolutely shit run in the end, she still finished two lengths off Pericles, who lines up in a group one earlier today. So, And he's hard in the market at that. So absolutely not disgraced. You still get a half-decent price, $3, which is bigger than what we got uh, last time she turned out. And more importantly, we get Jay Ford booked. So he always takes his opportunities at the lightweights, especially for Chris Waller. I think she's the only bet in here, and I'm going to be hitting her very hard. Fair enough. $3 seems a much more digestible price, as you would say. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm following McAvoy here. I think $16 for political debate seems very, very much over the odds. I thought the first up run was showing glimpses that potentially going to bounce back from last preparation's absolute flops. Then I thought mm. the last start right run was really, really solid, up to 1,400 metres now. I just think... I think this this horse is definitely over the odds at 16 bucks. It's got some serious talent. I don't know if they've figured out whereabouts in the run it wants to be, whether it wants to be an on yeah. or a back marker. I'd love them to sit midfield, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just sit fourth, fifth back, nicely in, in behind the speed. I think political debate with 53 kilos. McAvoy. Oh, McAvoy. Please just get her out to the wide, get him out to the widest part of the track and just let the horse be the horse. But um, yeah. yeah. Can have a play. Nice, mate. Well, horses definitely got talent, and don't we all want our horses to sit fifth and sixth and get the perfect run? Fifth, sixth, perfect run. McAvoy, elf. That'd be good. Love um, it. 
Now, here we go. Bit of momentum with this thing, eh? Isn't that absolutely something? prices as well? Like not only oh, just yeah. tipping them, there's mm. some price about them now as well. And look, mm. I don't care if the thing's a dollar thirty. I don't care if it's thirty six bucks. I've always got a cent on Jacko. I've always got a cent on. <laughs> Sometimes it's a multi. Sometimes it's Jimmy the Bear into Asfora into your thing. <laughs> it just doesn't matter. I adapt. I do what I have to do. You give mm. us the tips. And we'll do what we want with them. But all you can do is steer us, Jacko. Talk to me. Love it, mate. And speaking of prices this week, we were at $4.40 uh, last week. I can't go back to $2, $1.80, $1.90, anything like that. We're sticking at that quote, mate. It's $4.60 this week. Guess what? Belmont, 11 race card this week. Oh, what? 11 race card. And guess where my tip is, mate? We're going all the way to the back end. Race 11 at Belmont. I don't think I've ever seen this, an 11 race card out there. But you're going to have to hold your powder and stay patient for the whole day because we're going out to race 11. It's number four. Brad Parnham's aboard for Simon Miller, who's the trainer of uh, Amelia's Jewel. It's Magnificent Andy. Second up was beaten first up by Red 53, who, and this is a bit self-perpetuating, who was the best Western tip a couple of weeks back. Magnificent Andy finished rock hard and, and solid through the line and was only beaten about 0.2 of a length off the back of that. Will improve second up and definitely getting up uh, to the 1,400 metres is going to be his advantage. Going back to last prep, he put two wins together at the 1,400 metres and he's trial well leading into that first up performance. So if anyone doesn't know, Brad Parnham is another one of the Parnhams that did most of his work riding in Melbourne. He was a, a shoot jockey at the heavier weights. I think this horse can get the job done second up at $4.60. Um, we'll map midfield and hopefully get that three wide with cover trail and they will be getting off the fence at that time, especially on the 11th of 11 on the card. So... That's race 11, number four, Magnificent Andy, $4.60. Get on, fit in or fuck off, basically. I'm going to need some pre-workout to stay up till race 11, I reckon. But uh, Magnificent Andy could make a very big day for Simon Miller and his team. My God, imagine if Amelia's Jewel wins at headquarters and then he brings the house down with the best Western. I don't know, which. what's a bigger occasion? What is a bigger oh, occasion? Um, I, I, tell, I tell you what is, the Empire Rose, mate. The Empire Rose in uh, in a few weeks' time on Derby Day. Just keep that in the back of your mind. I'd love to see her draw anything, but something under 10 as well in that race. That'd be handy. Mm. She doesn't seem to yeah. care. The, you know what? The horses don't know what the barrier they're in, do they? And they don't know what price. Correct. Yeah, and once she gets out to 1,600, it won't matter, mate. I promise you. Now, the racing world is extremely, extremely humbling, and it will put you on your ass when it wants to. Mm. So if you're following us this week... And you think, oh, gee, the boys are flying. I'm going to double my bets. That's not how it works, gentlemen, ladies, whoever's having a punt. That's not how it works. We stick mm. to our means. We don't double yep. now without a few good weeks because that's when you'll get slapped straight back down to the ground. You take the absolutely. Advantage, you play the same way and you enjoy it. That's what we do. That's what it's about. That's what it's about, mate. And we don't sit up here and say, oh, five units, six units on this, four units, the place. We just give our opinions on the horses. There's no betting mentioned. We say what we're going to back, and you you guys can come with us and, and bet whatever you feel comfortable with at the end of the day. And if you have five bucks on something and it wins, you get the same feelings if you had 200 on. It doesn't matter. So that's what it's all about, mate. Well put. Good luck, punters. Jackson, good luck with uh, the best is West and obviously all your things in between, mate. I'm looking forward to this weekend. It looks to be a delicious card in both parts of the world. Good luck. Absolutely. Well done, mate. Thanks, punters. Right.
Stay legends. Bye.